0: Having body confidence and accepting of your body is such a huge thing to be able to achieve. And being able to do that by just getting your kit off on the beach with a group of people who actually think that you're amazing because of what you're doing. And they look at you and go, Do you know what? You look brilliant because confidence is attractive. And so if you're confident and just strutting down to the water in shorts, that's an incredible incredible vibe to give off to other people. And people see that and then want that for themselves.
1: The Joy of Swimming. Conversations about open water swimming hosted by Pat Kelman. Hi and welcome to The Joy of Swimming. One of the things that I've found most delightful about getting into open water, cold water swimming has been becoming part of a community of people who have a shared interest and also a shared worldview, I guess, in that we are looking to be accepting and totally open to new experiences and adventurous. I've discovered this part of me that hadn't been adventurous for a very long time community for me is what it's all about and i've started my own joyous swimming discussion group on facebook which i hope you would join it's a really lovely community of people we're sharing pictures we're sharing stories we're sharing things that have happened and also talking about the things that have come up during the episodes that we've listened to. It's a lovely place to connect, and I would very much invite you to find the Joyous Swimming discussion group on Facebook. I'm really proud that I'm part of a community of really lovely people. They're people that I would never have met otherwise, and people that I've grown to care about and grown to feel an affinity for that's really what today's interview is about. I'm joined today by Lisa Munger and Jenny Beer from Lee on Sea Blue Tits. It's a lovely story about building a community, the benefits of what this community brings them, the joy of actually connecting and introducing people to the water and it's a really lovely interview. I'm really grateful that Jenny and Lisa were able to spend some time with me. It's one of the earlier interviews that I recorded so there are some crashes and bangs and some technical stuff but i think the quality of the content is gold if you'd like to feedback to me or to lisa and jenny then please come into the group they're all members of the group i'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode
0: Jenny and I are Chief Tip, the uh, Blue Tits of Leonsi, which is an outdoor swimming group. It's completely not-for-profit, It's there's no charge, it's co- totally free, it's a, an amazing sort of community of just like-minded people. The majority of people are complete newbies, or have been complete newbies over the last few months. I've, you know, I don't want to speak for Jenny, but I know there's a, a, a few groups locally to us who... The, the swimming groups are quite competitive and it's got to be a certain standard and it's very much about the swimming rather than the experience of being in the sea. And for me, it, being in the sea is not about exercise. It's it's not that for me. It's not so I can go and exercise and swim and hit a particular time or distance or anything. It's just the sheer joyful experience of being in the water and bobbing about and jumping around like a child in the waves or floating calmly and just kind of de-stressing and that one time where no one's asking you for something or there's no kind of ping that's going off on your phone and just pure connection with that moment. How
1: long have you been open water swimming?
0: I've always been a person who loves the water. Um, so we holiday in Cornwall. It's uh, what I think is my spiritual home. Two or three times a year, my daughter's at uni down there. We very much gravitate um, down there anyway. I've always been in the sea, but never just swimming. I, I like we've surfed and supped, and but there are, there have been times where. Maybe the surf's been a bit too big for me to surf in because I'm, I'm not particularly good. I spend more time trying to get on my board than on it. Well, I've just said to my husband, I think I'm just going to jump around in the waves and he'd look, to, look at me like I'm a bit of a loon. But I was just as happy doing that. You know, we live in Leon Sea, which is the edge, the kind of out a bit of the Thames estuary. I've lived here for six years and just kicking myself really that the first time I've consistently got in the water has been from when I think it was when we kind of reopened out of the first lockdown and probably in about May, May, June time. And then it's been consistently maybe three four five times a week getting in the water but this is my first winter of swimming in skins like no wetsuit this is my first winter of going in with with absolutely nothing but cosy.
2: yeah so i'm I'm a relative newbie i guess
1: and jenny what's your kind of background with the swimming
2: well i haven't really got one to be honest i mean i used to spend a lot of time swimming on holidays over my dad when i was little but that's about as far as it went and um We moved to Leon Sea about four years ago and I always felt quite guilty that I didn't use the sea because it's such an amazing, it feels amazing when you've had a crappy day to go down to the sea. It immediately makes you feel better but I always thought I should be doing more but I'm not a particularly strong swimmer and always felt a bit nervous because I don't know anything about the sea or I didn't know anything about the sea Um, and it was actually through this lockdown when it was so hot um, and because my husband was working from home so I could leave the kids I started swimming in the sea and I think certainly where we were the water used to have a bit of a dodgy reputation as being a bit unpleasant and I think I couldn't I couldn't believe how gorgeous it was how clean and clear it was, just felt so good and it felt like you leave everything behind and it's just you in the water and I didn't want to give that up I really didn't want to give it up and as the weather started getting a bit unpleasant and it started getting a bit colder I really didn't want to give it up and so I think you know when Lisa was doing it as well and Lisa told me about the blue tits I was independently thinking there is a group in this because a couple of my friends were doing it and we were, all, we were all saying the same thing. There's something primeval or what's the word I mean for? Like at your core of needing to be in the water, but particularly when it's cold. And the adjustment that your body makes and the trust you can have that your body is going to keep you warm for that small amount of time that you're in the water and the recovery and the, and the community and the giggling and the same routine that you develop for getting into the water and getting dressed, it's like a ritual. It feels like a ritual. It's like I almost understand why you have things like baptisms without it being religious, because it—it it, there is a ritual element to it. And I think there is a pull. There, we do have a pull to the water, naturally. I, I don't consider myself to be a particularly hardy person at all. But I'm getting hardier because of this, because you don't swim in December in England if, if you're not a bit hardy. And I'm proud of that. I genuinely feel proud that mm. I can do this. It's an achievement. Most people think we're nuts. I mean, they're not right. I think they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're right. But it's glorious. It's just glorious.
0: When, when we said, right, let's start this group up, and we contacted the Blue Tips and said, you know, we'd like to start a group up, I thought we'd get like 50 people, right? I thought we'd get 50 people. There'd be 50 other nutters who will go, do you know what? Yeah, that sounds exactly like exactly what I want. And I think we're at about 650 since the beginning of October. Mm -hmm. And I think we're up to about 250 people who have done their first swim. And there's a large number that are doing it regularly. And my... I. I don't, I mean, I don't plan my whole week around, you know, when I can swim, but it is in my non-negotiables now. It's like, right, I I know I've got to work. I know I've got to do these things, but I must swim. It's become a, it's become a, I must do rather than, oh, it would be nice to do. I I love the fact that that's how it is for people, that people are starting to prioritise their well-being, and they're kind of having that complete switch off mentally. They're prioritising that rather than just, I must work, I must do, you know, I've, I've got to take the kids to all these different after school things. And I've got to make sure that I've done this and done that and done this. And it's not, it's like, right, OK, I've got to do this, but also I need to swim. I, I, I love that. I think it's amazing
2: yeah and it's also the coming together of people and I'm sure you've had this as well Lisa you're on the beach and you're getting ready and someone will come up to you and go are you one of the blue tits yeah. i come in with you and they don't know me and I don't know them but after a couple of minutes of getting in the water or helping them get in the water or well that's it then you know each other and yeah. and it's as simple as that and it's just brilliant everyone is on the same level and everyone is in it together and everyone watches out for everyone else just so joyful it's just pure joy it's real it's
0: real con- it's real connection with other humans and i think you know not just lockdown but pre that i think a lot of people had lost real connection with with others and i think definitely when you're an adult it becomes harder to make new connections you get in this thing where you spend time with the same people all the time i've met people that i would never have met had I not been doing this. And they, they're so interesting, the stories that people have got. And you can have some really deep conversations when you're bobbing around in the waves. You've kind of stripped away everything else there's no sort of pretense. Or when you're getting changed next to someone on the beach, there's no kind of airs and graces. It is just, you are just you. It's just glorious. I love it.
1: I think one of the reasons that I, I didn't swim so much for a very long time was because, you know, I'm a, I'm a big bloke. I'm overweight. And, and I was very self-conscious about that. And in fact, when I when I called up my friend Katie and said, look, can I come swimming with you? Because I'd, I'd seen how much she'd blossomed in the water and she was like yeah of course so I even I, I bought a rash vest to wear to cover myself up as much as possible mm-hmm. but actually after about two or three swims including one with the nuki blue tits where I was I mean everyone was socially distanced into their little groups but there must have been about 50 people on the beach and it's quite a big beach you know must have been 50 people in their own little group swimming and I was the only bloke suddenly I just thought hang on no one's looking at me." <laughs> It's not about me. It's about the experience of being in the water. It's about the community spirit. And I haven't worn a rash vest since, you know.
2: So liberating. So good. It's so liberating, isn't it, to just say, no, actually, no one cares about me. I don't care about anyone else. Let's just go in the water. It's wonderful. I do remember seeing (sighs) someone. Again, she was a larger lady. And she got to the beach and she... Just got undressed and she just ran into the sea, and I kind of wanted to give her a big hurrah. I really, really did, because she just looked so happy. and everyone needs that. Yeah. everyone should be able to have that. I thought it was spectacular. It was a lovely moment. I think it really kind of strips away the there's
0: this kind of societal thing that you know the the bikini body. Or, you know, looking buff on the beach. And it's like, I know we spoke earlier, like the industry I work in, like the, the health and fitness industry, it is very much focused around getting as lean as possible. And if you're not thin or if you're not lean, you're less attractive, right? And it's, it's total crap. Like it's total crap. It's just something that has become the way that things are seen. And having body confidence and accepting of your body is such a huge thing to be able to achieve. And being able to do that by just getting your kit off on the beach with a group of people who actually think that you're amazing because of what you're doing. And they look at you and go, do you know what? You look brilliant because confidence is attractive. And so if you're confident and just strutting down to the water in shorts, that's an incredible, an incredible vibe to give off to other people, and people see that and then want that for themselves. And I think that's really, really attractive in terms of people wanting to then do what we do. Mm. People wanting to feel that liberation, that freedom, because there's there, there is an inherent freedom in just you know you've just got out of the water, you've got your swimming cozy off, you're getting changed on the beach, and actually you think. I wouldn't have done this two years ago. Even at my thinnest, I wouldn't have done this because I wouldn't have felt confident enough. But there's just something about this that the thing itself is more important. And that then kind of each time you do it, you get more confident and more confident, and more confident. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And one of the things that people are often most nervous about, apart from the body confidence, is the fact that the water's cold. <laughs> so and it is. so yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so okay. <laughs> Can you just take us through that first few moments when you first get in? And I, I still get it now, even though I've been doing it for six months. Can you just take us through that experience of what it feels like to actually get into really cold water? I
2: think we are quite lucky here. It's not been horrific. So I no. think we're at about six or seven, which depends on who you are. You would think that is horrific.
1: Because yeah, in Cornwall at the moment it's about 10. So
2: <laughs> oh wow, really? That's really interesting. So I think it's just um there's there's a spot and it's it's going to be individual to everyone, but there is a I know for me I can kind of go up to kind of like the top of my bum and I'm all right. But then as soon as it hits my waist, it's like oh that's when you start gasping. But I think when I first did it, it was a shock. But now I know, as long as I glide myself into it, I might have like 30 seconds of tingly pain. But then it just goes. That have, having that trust, which is only going to come through experience of doing it, really, that actually it's minimal. The discomfort is so minimal. Mm. Compared to how wonderful it feels. We went on a night swim on Monday. The last time I went, actually, I'm desperate to go back in. And it was cold and the air was cold, but it was and it was really foggy and it was like gliding into some magical fairy pond. The sea was completely still. Who cares? If it's a bit cold when you first get in. It was amazing. It was just amazing. So any pain or discomfort is so temporary. And it's what I've try and tell people. But the first time I did it, I did go in up to my thighs and turn around and get out again and go, no way. <laughs> I had to give myself quite a big talking to to get myself back in because I was so desperate to still feel that good through the winter. So you have to push yourself.
1: Yeah, and there's no shame in feeling. No. And, and that's the thing I love as well, is that people go in to their own level. So it's okay. like if people paddle, just get their feet in, that's fine.
2: Yeah, That's one of the things we've been very, very keen to say to people is there is no competition yeah what we do at all and you know if you don't get in on your first go or your second go on your third go I don't care. it's completely your journey not mine and we'll just be there to help people as and when they want a bit of help and a bit of talking through it
1: and Lisa that that experience for you when you first get into the cold water
0: um so for me I, I have a physical craving now for that feeling even that bit where you first get in it almost becomes like this meditative time where the only thing you're thinking about is the sensation of that cold and calming your breathing so that when you get in, you're not panicking, you're not, because it is cold. And I think it is, it is important that people do it safely and not just go, well, they're doing it. It's, it's obviously easy because it is something that you should really take seriously from a safety perspective but that doesn't mean it's something to be frightened of. You're just aware of it. So everyone has their own way of getting in. So some people I prefer um, for me, I'm quiet, very quiet. And I would just, as I walk in, like I don't kind of, it doesn't take me long, but as I walk in, I'll just kind of just glide forwards, like Jenny said, and then just gradually kind of go under. I love getting my head under the water. Some people don't, some days I don't, and it just kind of goes with how I feel. Other people will be swearing operatically as they go into the water. Yeah, that's mostly <laughs> me. yeah, probably, do yeah. not It's just completely different. Everyone has their own way of doing it. When my husband came in with me, he got in and said his arms were hurting. I said to him, look, just give it, because he almost got out, and I said, look, just give it, give it a minute just breathe if after a minute you still it's still uncomfortable and you want to get out that's absolutely fine but just give it that minute of breathing and you know 45 seconds or so And he was like oh it stopped and it just feels nice and I think the more the more often you do it the more accustomed you get to that feeling and it ceases to be something that is painful it's something that is it's a sensation and you know that that's then going to ease off very quickly. There's also there's different ways that you do it as well. Like you can you can kind of um, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, Murray, and he was saying that he goes in up to the top of his thighs, and then he'll turn around and just kind of almost just fall in backwards. He said because if it's my back first rather than my chest, then I find that less of a less of a shock. So I think everyone's got their own. Their own kind of strategies for doing it. Also, like we were saying, it's not a competition, and it's probably the only thing that I do, kind of anything sort of sporty-wise, that's not got an element of competitiveness in it. Whether that's with other people or with myself, you know, I might set myself a time to do something or a distance or a weight to lift or something. With this, there is absolutely none of that whatsoever. So I'm just about getting to the point where I need to get some gloves. Um, because my hands are starting to hurt. And that's actually taking away from, it's making me have to get out sooner than the rest of my body wants to. So, you know, I know that I'm going to have to get some gloves and potentially wear some boots and things. But, you know, if it gets to a point where I'm finding it uncomfortable or unenjoyable going in in my swimming costume and I need to wear a wetsuit or a swimming costume wetsuit or something like that, I've got absolutely no problem with that if I can still have the sensation of being in the sea, and there's no snobbery in that for me. No,
1: and and generally I find there's very little snobbery about that. Mm. It is that sense of you can wear what you want, yeah. you know. If you, you know, so if if you're wearing a full wetsuit, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. If you're just wearing a t-shirt as well as you, or, or you know, if you're wearing like a one-piece or a bikini or shorts or gloves or footwear it doesn't matter no. to, to to most people you know that i've encountered we're all sharing the same experience
0: because we started this in this weird time our first dip we had seven people and it was horizontal rain wasn't it it was such a miserable afternoon we didn't think anyone would turn up and there were still seven seven people but shortly after that we went back into you can only be with one other person so we just kind of set it up within the group that if you wanted to swim that you just posted up and say does anyone want to be my buddy and I've met some People who I probably wouldn't have gone swimming with because everyone sort of you've got people that you know. That's been really cool because you you just post up and there will always be someone that says, Yeah, I'm up for that. And it's someone that you've not met before, and yet you're stripping off on the beach next to them like the next day. It's amazing. But when you park and as you as you park and you walk up towards the beach, all you can hear is shrieking and laughing and chatting and and it's, it's just the most joyful sound. It's amazing, absolutely brilliant. It's been so good.
1: And so when you're actually in the water itself, got over the first initial <gasps> or the effing and blinding, in my yeah. case, what do you get out of the, that period afterwards? What's the experience like for you in that actual swimming time then after that? Do you? I don't know if that's much of a question, but <laughs>
2: It's artey, isn't it, really? it's just you've almost been through something with the person you're swimming with whoever that is and actually so I speak to a a lot of people who are swimming who are nothing to do with us and nothing to do with our group but it's almost like once you cross that shoreline all of the kind of um, social niceties go out the window you just chat to whoever's in front of you and they chat to you and everyone's interested and um it, it, when you when you've been you come out of the water and you're freezing cold, you all, all of your bodies are going through this same biological process of the warming up again. And we've got the penguin dance that some of us tend to do when we when we're getting getting uh, warm after being dressed. And what have you got in your flask? And it is just that community. It is it is a little bit like going through something ever so slightly traumatic together. What mm. is it's quite difficult to put into words. It's traumatic but lovely, and you've done it together. And then, what time are you going to do it tomorrow?
0: <laughs> I, th- I actually, I think there's something ritualistic about the whole thing. So there's the getting your kit ready beforehand there's when you get to the beach everyone's got their own message for because it's really important when you get out that you get warm as quickly as possible so everyone's got their own ritual for how they set their stuff out and how they get dressed and what they eat afterwards because that's really important And someone say yeah, um you do what you do for a living and then you're sitting on the beach eating cake too i am because my body needs <laughs> i need some, i need some food afterwards it's trying to warm itself up So everyone has their own ritual about it and for me sometimes it is that camaraderie of being in the water with other people and talking through your day you might have had such a terrible day or just feel a bit rubbish and just talking to other people and appreciating watching a sunset over this beautiful sea and thinking do you know what life is actually pretty decent. If I can be happy because I've got this then I can be happy in most circumstances. It doesn't matter what else is happening. So there's that element. But then sometimes doing a solo swim where it is just you or actually doing it with other people when you don't speak and you just watch the sunset and you don't say a single word, you are just completely present in the moment and enjoying that thing. That's the, the kind of most invigorating or calming element of it, I think. If I swim in the morning, it leaves me buzzing for the entire day. If I swim in the evening, I get the best night's sleep. Mm. It calms me down, it chills me out, I get the best night's sleep ever.
1: Coming on to talk about the kind of benefits that you might have found outside of the water from the swimming, what kind of impact has it had on your lives generally?
2: I think it's been a wonderful and unexpected distraction from what can be a bit of a grind. Yeah. At the moment, particularly with all the everything that is going on, it's a little corner of joy and happiness and quiet and a bit of contemplation and uh, an escape. And once you get in the water, you, are, you only need to think of, about your water, your your time in the water, don't think about your water, although sometimes that happens as well. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it makes you need a way. What do you want? <laughs> and so you have, to, you have to concentrate and you have to think about your time in the water. You have to connect with your body. You can't be thinking about all of the other things you have to do and running around and COVID and lockdown and politics and... Everything else. It's a self contained space. And that's really rare. It's really, really rare. I feel really lucky to have discovered it. And it's also something about having something completely new to learn and to try and to do when you're knocking on a little bit. You know, I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm 45. And you, you know, 45 year old middle aged woman cold in a swimming costume in December. It's just completely unexpected. And that's lovely. And there's no reason why that shouldn't continue forever. Mm. Just trying something new and developing and growing. Mm. And if you'd have told me this time last year that I would be swimming in the sea, in the rain and in the howling winds, I would have told you that that wasn't going to happen. But clearly I underestimated myself. And if you can do something like that, you can actually do whatever you want.
1: Isn't that amazing to to discover that about yourself, you know? Absolutely.
2: And I personally, for me, I am looking forward to that. I don't know what's going to be around the corner. How exciting is that? You know, it's the whole thing about life happens where you're making other plans. It's a bit like that, isn't it? You you just don't know. You don't know who you're going to be. And I I really like that. That makes life fun. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Lisa, for you, what what, has changed anything in, in the way you go about your life?
2: I would say, I just
0: thought it would be a nice thing to do. I've got to say that at the end of August, beginning of September, I was not in a particularly good place mentally, or like physically, I was kind of borderline exhaustion from running a business through lockdown. And it was very stressful. And but also I kind of put far too much on myself. And it got to a point where I was very, very tired. And I'd worried that I'd done permanent damage to myself. I think I said to somebody, I look back on that now and think how ridiculous, but that was how it felt at the time. And what getting in the water did for me was a it was almost a kind of at that time it was an enforced perspective change you know it was a kind of reminder to make time for myself and how important that was a reminder of how important it is to switch off from other stuff which at its very essence doesn't really matter it does matter, obviously, having a job and having a business does really matter. And I care greatly about that. But yourself and your own health and how you feel is incredibly important, because without that, none of that other stuff happens. So it became for me an escape, it became a stress release, it became a time to have total quiet. Because I'm quite a loud person. I've got a lot of yang in my life and not much yin. So I'm I'm quite loud and energetic and, you know, I'm always doing stuff. And I've always found it very difficult to do nothing, to just relax and switch off. And I've discovered through this, I have an intense passion for doing nothing. You know, it, if that is just floating in the water, the world doesn't end if for half an hour I say, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go and get in the sea because I know that I'll be in a much better position and frame of mind to do that when I come back or going in the sea will have given me the perspective about that particular thing to say, look, it doesn't really matter. Does it, you know, come on, you're making too much of that particular thing. I almost see it as a bit of a a defib. It's given me, I was in this rhythm that was actually kind of starting to flatline. That was kind of how I felt what getting in the cold water has done for me is literally gone like that and sort of woken me up and reset my rhythm you know reset my kind of connection with nature you know I've always felt it quite important to get get my bare feet on the grass or on the sand not really knowing any kind of reasoning behind why that was important it just felt important but that has deepened even more so you know like that that feeling of being connected to you know it probably sounds quite sort of i don't know spiritual but it, you know being connected to the earth and being connected to the sea and the other people that are enjoying that like that's I thought it was going to be a nice thing to do, but it's actually turned out to be deeply transformative for me as a person and how I actually am. I'm a much calmer person than I was before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've very much discovered in me that it's been a massive reducer in my day-to-day stress. You know, Mm. it's like yourself, Lisa, I've, I've spent a lot of time on fight or flight all the time, you know, total stress all the time. What the sea has done for me is it's given me I mean, you've, you've put it perfectly, that sense of suddenly being defibrillated and it's like, bang, oh, okay. That's, what's, that's, what, real, that's what real stress feels like, <laughs> you know, because hmm. it's like a physical mm. shock of getting into the yeah. water. And that kind of like has retrained my brain a bit to kind of go, look, this is stuff that's been created in my head. This yeah. is actual stuff to be worried about. Not that I'm you know, saying that people should be worried about going into the water, but it's that momentary shock. Actually, that fast breathing we do or whatever we do to get through that initial entering the water is a fight or flight reflex. It's a shock to the system and it's teaching my brain to go, that's a real shock. The other stuff you're worrying about is in your head not saying it's not important, I'm I'm not saying it doesn't affect my life, but it makes a difference Mm. to the way I respond to it, I think.
0: It reminds you that everything else passes, however difficult it is, it will pass, things will change, Mm. they don't ever stay or very, very rarely stay terrible for a long time and things pass where we're getting in the sea, the Atlantic for you and the Thames Estuary for us, just the way that it always has been, like that is a constant, it just it it just is and actually we're quite insignificant really you know our day-to-day lives and stuff so I I just think that's it is it has really kind of shifted my perspective of things and Mm. what stuff that I think really matters doesn't matter much you know
1: when you get a newbie coming into the group what sort of advice would you give somebody who was starting be swimming or cold water swimming or open water swimming of any kind? What advice would you give them to, to start with?
2: I think people are always really worried about kit. They're always, what, what kit do I need? And one of the lovely things is that you don't necessarily need much and you won't necessarily know what kit you need until you try it. And almost... If you've got the gumption to try it you will be fine we always say to people we always go with someone we always tell people to look out for signs of hypothermia things like that but just to not push it not not be competitive about it and just to embrace it really and i know when i've helped people into the water. And they have hit that point where, oh my God, it's really, really cold. to just relax and just to trust that your body is gonna be okay. But if you really don't enjoy it, don't do it. It's absolutely fine. I'm always really excited when people have their first swims because I just think that, oh, when I did my first swim, I didn't know how amazing it was gonna be. You've got all of that coming. So I'm actually quite jealous sometimes when people do their first swims because it's wonderful. I helped a 74-year-old lady do her first swim the other day. It was amazing. It was just amazing just to allow yourself to to relax, I think, because I think sometimes people just immediately gasp. And actually, I think a lot Mm. of the advice is as you walk in is to just exhale yourself into it the calmer you can be, the better it is, I think, or the gentler it is anyway. Mm. Actually, do you know what? That probably translates into
0: other kind of stressful situations. You can sort of (laughs) draw on that and go, do you know what? If I just breathe, this will feel so much better. Mm. I think um, advice that I would give is that actually it's the after bit that's more important. That's what will influence most, whether you have an enjoyable experience or it puts you off because if you get out and you can't get warm or, you know, you, you feel worse afterwards, then you're unlikely to want to do that thing again. So just make sure that you've got really easy to put on baggy, warm layers of clothing. My husband is horrified, but my onesie is the best thing that I've ever bought. A really baggy, baggy onesie. And I personally make sure that my feet are warm first. So I'll get out, get, Get my cozy off, and I've got a dry robe. Um, but you don't need one of those. Get get my cozy off, get my socks on, really thick socks, some baggy clothes on over the top that it's quick to get on. And once you've got one layer on, then you can layer up with another couple. If you need a jumper and your jacket, and take a hot water bottle there's lots of little tips if you join a group if you could google the blue tits and see if there's a local group near to you if not you could start one um, <laughs> you know google to see if there's a, a local blue tits group next near you go and go with people who have already done it because everyone will have their own little hints and tips someone said to me take a hot water bottle i was like, what what a brilliant idea somebody else said if you take a, a two liter milk carton just filled, fill up with warm water from the tap then when you get out of the sea, you tip that over your feet and it just war- gently warms your feet up without giving you chillblains. And if you can feel your hands and feel your feet, everything else is much easier, you know. So it's that getting warm bit, have some cake for afterwards, just get some food inside you um, afterwards, have a hot drink. You know, if you can use like a, you know, the enamel cups, like a sort of metal cup, then that will warm your hands as well it's just it's that after bit rather you know the getting in the sea bit is kind of fairly straightforward it's just the aftercare and then you feel warm and fuzzy and get that kind of buzz from it and that's what makes you want to do it again i think
1: lisa jenny thank you so much and if anybody's interested in swimming with you or just getting in touch how can people find you
2: well we're on face- facebook as the blue tits of leon c and the blue tits in general have their website which is off the top of my head it's thebluetits.co there you go so
0: you can you can search whether whether there's a, a blue tits group local to you There's lots of other groups that you that you could join, but if you're local to Essex or even if you're not and you're coming and visiting, Pat, if you're ever down this way, you need to come and swim with us. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, You know, whether you're local or not, you can you can join the group. And then if you're if you're in the vicinity, then then come and join with us. And if you are new to it, there will always be one of us that will quite happily come do your first swim with you
1: thanks so much to jenny and lisa and a big shout out to all the leon c blue tits i can't wait to being able to travel and come and visit you at some point in the very near future we hope so thank you very much for listening to today's episode i hope you've got a lot from it i always love listening to stories about community and body confidence and all that good stuff that we get from swimming. so if you have any stories to share please join our joyous swimming discussion group on facebook also if you could leave reviews on any of your podcast catches of choice that would really help people to find the podcast and of course please do share the podcast and the group with all your friends anyone you think is interested in swimming because the more people we have listening to the podcast the bigger this amazing community could become and the more we share the joy and the love of what we do Make sure you enter the competition to win a copy of Sarah Norquay's lovely book, Salt On My Skin. You can do that by sharing widely, joining the Facebook group, the Joyous Swimming Discussion Group, leaving a comment on the pinned post just to say that you've shared it. And I will choose five in a live broadcast on 31st of January. Thank you so much. You can find me on thejoyouswimming.com, on UK on Facebook the joyous swimming discussion group on facebook which is actually where you're going to find me most of the time and on instagram as the joyous swimming please connect please let's make this the most awesome community because i'm having a ball and i hope you are too thanks so much for joining me today stay safe and happy swimming Thank you for listening to the Joy of Swimming podcast hosted by Pat Kelman. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on the podcast catcher of your choice. Music by Phil Innes.